it is beautiful. You know, the blue sky and the blue water, and the, you know, you know that you've done something really special by being down in the water with these animals in the wild and seeing them face to face and see how they're they're you know relatively friendly. It's just it's a remarkable experience. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are talking about one of my favorite experiences in the world. If I could go and travel one place in the world right now, this is where it would be, which is Tiger Beach. Now, when I say Tiger Beach, you might be imagining a beach with uh, tigers on it. But actually, this is a place 20 miles west of Grand Bahama Island, east of the east coast of Florida. And there is no beach there. You cannot see land there. It is this beautiful place in the ocean where you can swim with tiger sharks and also a variety of other sharks, such as lemon sharks, black tip, maybe a hammerhead. And I got to go on a trip to Tiger Beach 10 years ago. And I swear it is probably one of my favorite weeks ever, um, the time that I spent at Tiger Beach. I just every single day was thrilling, exciting. It just, you could feel your blood pumping and it was amazing. And uh, when I went on the trip, I was 25 years old. I didn't know anybody. I went by myself and then I, I joined a group of divers and we instantly made friends and had the time of our life that week. And I wanted to make sure that you, my listeners, were hearing a fresh experience. So I am interviewing a Florida dive enthusiast and underwater photographer, Tom Puff, on going to Tiger Beach. And he went uh, in December and his photos from his experience are extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. Uh, so those will be on experiences that you should have.com. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Uh, let's get to the interview. Thank you, Tom. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you, Gail. I am so excited for this episode. Like You don't even know. This is my favorite dive spot in the world. This is my favorite. That's um, incredible. It is for many. What about you? You've, you've done a lot of dives. How does Tiger Beach compare to, well, to where you've been? It ranks right up there with, you know, probably the top you know, five or six places I've ever been, if not the top one. I mean, if you like diving with sharks, yeah. I'm a, I'm an underwater photographer. And so I like it all, you know, variety is kind of like the key for me. Sure. Sure. But frankly, uh, you know, I, the first time I dived with sharks was with Stuart Cove a few years ago. Oh, and then they've got uh -huh. some local, uh, shark diving, uh, uh, operations here out of West Palm beach, but tiger beach is in a class by its own because you're in shallow water. 
it's warm, the currents are not strong, and you know the tigers are just there. The, the yes, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, it's just like a kiddie pool, but with I know. sharks. <laughs> yeah. And the amazing thing is, they uh, the the operators there they don't require you know, high levels of certification because they understand that these these creatures, as terrifying as they seem to be, are actually quite docile. You uh-huh. know, they're not like real tigers, you know, and lions that will hunt you on land. When you get in the water and you see them face to face, you realize that they're actually quite docile creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um now, it's been 10 years since I've been to Tiger Beach, and um, I'm curious if it's if it's changed from when I went. So I went back in 2009. I spent a week out there, and and when I was there, we saw many lemons. I, I want to say maybe about 50 lemons. I saw a black tip, and and then all, all the tigers that I saw were all female, and on the first day, we had like one tiger and then it built up to two tigers. And by the end of the week, we had about five tigers, uh, tiger sharks in the water with us. Oh, how does that compare to your experience when you went? And when did you go? I went uh, in December of last year mm-hmm. and I went with a, uh, a dive master. Her name is Lee Cobb. That's L-E-I-G-H-C-O-B-E. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she has her website uh, named Shark, Di- Shark Diver Travels or at Blonde Shark Diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a British lady, uh, small girl, probably about five feet four. And but she's just great with these animals. She absolutely loves them. And uh, we went out on a two day, not a whole week. We went out on a two day trip, which was just about perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um it was $820. We left uh, in the morning, early in the morning. Actually, we arrived over at West Palm Beach and left out of uh, Riviera Beach. Yes. And, I yeah. love Riviera Beach. I love yeah. it so much. Yes. I know you've been here. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yes. It's perfect for me because I live here, you know, as a retired naval officer. And, you know, I love to dive. And so this is just almost the perfect spot in the world, you know, for living in uh, you know, the United States or Florida and to have all these, um, you know, the variety of diving out here. Uh-huh. So yeah, we headed out, uh, from uh, West Palm beach and we arrived, it was a little choppy that day. So it took us longer to get there than normal. Um, small boat. We had, uh, about a total of eight people and, uh, we went into Grand Bahama banks, checked in with, um, customs which took about an hour or so. And then we headed right out to Tiger Beach. How now, long did it take you to get from Riviera Beach to Grand Bahama? How long was two, that boat ride? Almost three hours. Okay. About three hours. If the weather was calm, it would have been maybe two hours, I'd say. Okay. Two hours, 15 minutes. And did you leave in the morning, evening? Oh, we we let, we arrived there at the docks, you know, at dark, early in yeah. the morning, like 5.30, got everything loaded up. As soon as the sun came up, we were heading out because we had planned to, uh, you know, get checked in over at the customs. And then we go right out to Tiger Beach the same day and do our first two dives. Great. And then, great. Uh, yep. And then uh, after those two dives, we went back to uh, the resort 
place called Blue Marlin Cove where we spent the evening and, you know, had dinner and uh, drinks and talked about the day. And then the next morning, you know, at sunrise, they filled up the tanks for you and you're back out there at Tiger Beach. You do two more dives and then you head for home right from Tiger Beach. So for me, it was like it was perfect. It was a perfect two day excursion. You did four dives and uh, it was enough to, um, you know, get really excited and not get burned out. We had, yeah. Gail, we had seven tigers both what? days. Seven what? tigers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> seven tigers. Oh, no. seven? seven tigers. It was incredible. I mean, <gasps> I was, I, frankly, I was terrified because I had, you know, never uh, been in the water with such big animals like this. And uh, even oh, though that I've is so cool, thousands of so dives. Cool. But what scared me uh, the most was uh, the fact that Lee said, "Well, these tigers are going to come up to you, and when they come up, just keep them at arm's length and push, put your hand on their head and push them away." And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, "No, nah, this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be pushing 12, 14 foot tiger sharks away with my hands." You know, I just I was terrified. I had to push a tiger shark away with a camera housing, but I didn't Uh put my hand on him. Well, that was what she said is to use the camera to push it away so you don't have to touch it. But yeah, you know, she when when we got into the water, you know, her her biggest her biggest uh, uh, piece of advice was um, to keep your eye on them at all times because they are apex predators. Yeah, correct. And they will, they know when you're looking at them and they know when you're not looking at them. Yes, they they do. How they can see these two, you know, little human eyes looking through a mask, but they, they know it. it. And, uh, if you're not, go ahead. Oh, we would work together as a team, you know? And so, if someone sitting across from me would see one coming from behind me, they would let me know, you know, like mm-hmm. tiger behind you, you know, mm-hmm. did, did you f- see that teamwork in action when you went? Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, I went with uh, an ex- two experienced divers, uh, my buddies, uh, Debbie Wallace and Mike Kaluza, And they uh-huh. were my, they were my tag team. And yeah. in fact, it was Mike who has been out there many times is the one that uh, convinced me to go. And, um, you know, we, we kind of stayed facing each other and we watched out for each other's backs. And of course we pointed them out constantly because, you know, when you have seven tigers in the water, it's hard to keep your, you know, eye on all of them at the same time. Right. Right. You know, he only got two eyes and there's seven of them. Seven. I am so jealous. You don't even know how jealous I am right now. This is. Did you go out? Who did you go out with? Did you say? So I went out uh, on the dolphin dream. I went out on a liveaboard. So Mm -hmm. we were sleeping on the boat, eating on the boat, and we were in the water, I mean, as much as we wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. nine, 12 hours a day. Like we were in the water with them. Um, And actually my first night dive was at Tiger Beach. That's amazing. Uh, I know. It was really exciting. Um, I I was very thrilled to dive with tigers at night. Um, and when did you uh, start to become comfortable being down there with them? Um, maybe it was more like, I mean, I was just excited. I've always been a shark enthusiast, you know, for mm-hmm. a very, very long time. And I dove with sharks before Tiger Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on the first day, I was like a little jittery. Mm-hmm. And then on the second day, 
it now don't do as I did. Um, but they let me get in the water by myself with them. Okay. Wow. And and that's that's when a tiger like came straight for me and just like brush the side of my face. And I'm like, wow, they got in. I felt like they really got in close. But then when I saw that they weren't after me as food, mm-hmm. you know, I was really able to relax underwater mm-hmm. and, and chill out. Now, what about you? What, how were your emotions and feeling when you were under there with seven tigers? Well, you know, I was a lot more comfortable when I was actually in the water than when mm-hmm. I was anticipating going into the water. You know, uh, <laughs> for some reason, after we had done the first day, uh, I was nervous about the next day. I mean, I hardly slept. But once I got into the water, you know, you just become hyper aware of where they all are. You right. know, seven tigers, a big hammerhead. Um, and, a hammerhead? Uh, that, was, we didn't have a hammerhead. Was that a giant hammerhead in the water with you? It was a big one. It was a big, and they're all females there, too. So I, I suppose that's the place where they go to give birth. Yeah, possibly. So you hardly, you, you never see the male tigers there. So it's always females. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess they're a little more docile and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty well fed and right. uh, they don't see you as food. They're curious. They seem to actually like the interaction with people. Um, you know, Jim Abernethy, he pets them quite a bit, you know, he puts know. hands on them and, and mm-hmm. they're, uh, they like, they like the attention. So, you know, I came to the conclusion that they're more like dogs that, you know, they're sentient beings. Um, and they're more like dogs that just, you know, they, they kind of enjoy the interaction. They don't move fast because they're always conserving energy because they generally don't know when they're going to be fed next, you know, mm-hmm. in nature. And they just move slowly. They're curious. So they'll come up to you. And, uh, you know, I was told they don't have hands. So they use their mouths to, you know, just explore. We were in the water. And of course, our dive master told us not to take our eyes off of the sharks when she got in the water, the first thing she did was start uh, looking at her, um, you know, her uh, cage, you know, her little box with the food in it. And a big tiger came from up top and put its her whole BCD, the back of her BCD in her in her mouth. And of course, I'm yelling through my regulator, but she must have felt, you know, the tiger on it. She turned around, you know, a little bit startled because she had not been paying attention she just pushed the tiger away and it just swam away. So, yeah, once you get in the water with them, uh, your whole attitude changes. So that's how I felt. You know, once I was in the water, it was more excitement and keeping your eye on them. And uh, when they'd come up to you, you could take pictures. And it was just, it was a, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. And, and just speaking to like the puppy dog kind of piece of the shark while it may seem like a truly safe experience you do have to know these are tiger sharks they are to be treated with respect um and to try to dive as safe as possible uh now what were some of the precautions that you and your group took uh, while at tiger beach well we were we were briefed extensively on you know how to act and how to react Mm -hmm. um they told us to stay uh, basically up current so that when the smell of the bait, you know, started going out, we wouldn't be in the bait, you know, scent. 
So we stayed mm-hmm. out of the bait tent. Uh, they set us up on each side of the uh, the box and uh, just told us to face each other and make sure, you know, that you keep your eyes on them at all times. And anytime you saw one, you know, anytime you saw one coming in new, point point that out to the uh, diver uh, next to you or, you know, to anybody else so that everybody was aware of how many sharks were, you know, in the vicinity at the same time. And then uh, what Lee would do is periodically she would turn around to everybody and put a show of hands to see, you know, to show how many tigers that she had presently seen in the water. So we all knew, you know, how many, how many tigers were there at any one time. So that mm-hmm. was a little easier to keep count of them. Right. Right. The other thing she said was to never let them get closer than an arm's reach because, you know, if an accident's going to happen, you know, if they're closer within an arm's reach and they accidentally open their mouth or something like that, you know, you know, all bets are off. So when they get close to you, just, you know, stay calm, put your camera out in front of you and then, you know, push on their the top of their head with your camera and just gently guide them away. Don't don't hit them, of course. Um, you know, or, or use force or anything, but just, you know, use kind of a stiff arm and just keep them uh, that far away from you. Mm-hmm. Now, something that we were briefed on was to not really be swimming on top of the water. We didn't want to be seen as food. So we would, to get to the boat, we would swim along the bottom and then come up to the ladder. Is that still the case? Oh, yeah, that's definitely. They told us to stay in the water. And then when you came up, you know, when you got to the uh, to the rope or basically underwater, you know, under the boat, look around you and then uh, ascend quickly and get out of the water as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. One thing that may have changed since you were there is uh, the fact that they try to keep the lemons at the surface now because the lemons are a oh. nuisance. Yeah, you're there to see the tigers. And I'll, you, right. you ha- I sent you a picture showing the lemons. So right. they, start, they start chumming right on the surface and the lemons come in right away. And so there's eight or 10 lemons that are floating around on the surface that you have to jump through. Um, and they're very docile sharks too. They don't see you as food or anything like that. Right. So right. they're all at the top and they want you to get into the water and it's only about 25 feet deep, but it's very clear. And, um, you know, you get in the water and get down to the bottom as soon as possible. And you also have to stay relatively heavy, a lot heavier, a lot more weight than you would normally use when you're, you know, doing regular drift driving or just diving because mm-hmm. they want you pretty much anchored to the bottom. That's really important. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. Uh, done several shark dives where I thought I was heavy enough and uh, halfway through the tank, you know, you start to become a little bit lighter or the current is a little bit stronger and you're struggling to stay down. So when a shark sees that you're struggling, they might, you know, get the wrong idea about about you. So you definitely want to be really heavy. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, I remember we just spent seriously a week <laughs> hanging out on the sand watching these magnificent creatures. Um, Were you just in the sand or did was there any reef structure around you? We were in the sand for the most part, and then there was a very, very small reef structure where I saw like a queen triggerfish one day and um, and then some other fish. But for the most part, we were in the sand. Did um, you move around from day to day pretty much, or did you stay pretty much in the same area? We were mostly in the same area, maybe except for one day when we were in, in a little bit of the reef structure. Mm-hmm. Um 
So yeah, we we had our bait boxes out, bringing them in, and one tiger ran off with a bait box one night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we went looking for the box. Um, at, at night, me me and uh, one of the dive masters went looking. Um, which I just felt like that was just thrilling to be out there at night, you know, not knowing if we'll see a tiger or, or lemons or. Um, and we end up seeing lots of lemons and tigers, which was, uh, I don't know, very exciting. You know. Well, you are a brave soul to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know. I like sharks. Yeah. Uh, I love. I love them. I love them. And just the tiger sharks, I love the breadth of their mouths. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not like a thin and point. You know, mm-hmm. they're not like a great white. Um, mm-hmm. It's just this beautiful, like girthy tiger yeah that's that's one of the things i like about them too is they um they have this broad uh flat nose rather than the pointy nose and it's a big mouth and they're just beautiful uh sharks with the markings the tiger-like stripes on the side yes they're gorgeous they're absolutely gorgeous and one diver that i was with uh or after i'd left he had gone out and uh, did a shark dive, you know, with the tigers. I said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, each one moves like a rock star. (laughs) You know, they know that they're king or queen of the ocean and uh, they don't seem to be afraid of anything, you know? Um, but they're, you know, they're really docile animals once you get into the water and they don't Mm -hmm. see you as food. No, no, I, for the most part, I did not feel threatened. Uh, I yeah. only had one kind of weird incident, and it was on the very last day of the very last dive, and they opened up the bait box, mm-hmm. and I was like a few feet away from it. Okay. And, and then I started to see the quicker movements, and then um, then a tiger came and just like headbutted me out of the way. And then wow. I... I pushed her off with my camera housing mm-hmm. and then she started to circle me a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, a free diver, we had, we had free divers. We had two free divers with us. Uh, he grabbed a fish and swam down kind of waving the fish in the air. And then she came over to him, ate the fish. He petted her. And then we were, we were kosher, you know, that's um, incredible. <laughs> A free dive. Yeah, so I know. Shows, I know. It, it shows. It just shows you how comfortable, you know, experienced divers become around these big animals. Right. Right. And then, you know, I think the danger, of course, is becoming too comfortable around. That's when you, you know, you become complacent, which mm-hmm. you know you were on the last dive of the last day, and Correct. you know you're completely comfortable around them, and that's when accidents happen. I was a I was a Navy pilot. Spent 26 years in the Navy and flew uh, helicopters. And that was the biggest danger uh, that they constantly warned us about is becoming complacent. Once you become Mm -hmm. comfortable with the aircraft, you start taking chances and you think that you can do everything and you stop, you know, being careful. And uh, that's probably the biggest uh, piece of advice that, you know, you would want to give somebody is, you know, you can become comfortable, but don't ever become complacent because these are apex predators 
and you are in their environment, and even though if they don't intentionally mean to hurt you, accidents can happen. Every correct, yeah. Every every uh, shark master that I know that's been in the water for a long time, the the two that I I you know you know think of particularly, you know, have had a couple of stitches, you know, from just accidental. <laughs> you know, bitings and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. No, no. You know, uh, Will Smith, the actor, he has uh, a YouTube uh, video of him going out to Tiger Beach and jumping in and they filmed the whole thing. It's really interesting. If you have a chance or if you haven't seen it, it's fun to watch. I'll check it out. I will check that out. Cool. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll include that in the show notes on experiences so you should have com. Well, let's talk a little bit about the logistics of making this happen. So, as far as certifications to go, what type of certifications do you need to go to dive Tiger Beach? Well, uh, I, I asked the operators about that, expecting that they would want, you know, advanced certification, nitrox, things like that. But they don't seem to really be too concerned uh, about, um, you know, the levels of certification. At the minimum, you want an open water certification, and uh, some will, you know, even allow just a regular scuba diving certification because they've become relatively comfortable um, with diving with these animals and the dive itself is not difficult at all. I mean, you're in a uh, very warm, clear environment and you're only in 25 to 30 feet of water. And so how hard is it to just jump in the water, have, you know, 100 foot visibility, drop down to the sand and sit there and do nothing? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Strangely enough, they don't seem to want to have high levels of certification, but of course you need to be comfortable in the water and, uh, uh, you know, need to be able to follow directions as well. So, And just a side note, you only have to be 10 years old uh, to get your open water scuba certification. Isn't that amazing? And I uh, know. Jim Abernathy has taken out uh, uh, divers that young. Yes, my friend Sarah did this dive when she was like 11 or something. Um, now she's in her 20s and we've dove like Galapagos and that sort of stuff together. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, what did it's you say uh, about the experience. Uh, she loved it then. And she went with her dad, who is a very experienced diver. And I, I think it just really opened up the world for her then, you know? Mm-hmm. And this was. This trip was my first liveaboard trip, um, mm-hmm. which is expensive. If in, you mentioned that your trip was around eight hundred and twenty dollars, that's that's correct. And that was just eight hundred twenty. You hit the you hit Tiger Beach the same day. You spent one night. You went out. You hit Tiger Beach again, and then you're back. But that's then, awesome. I mean, that is great. I mean, for that experience that you could do that in two days. I mean, that's, that's a lot fine. of. That's a big experience, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think I spent about three thousand dollars when I went, um, but I was there for a full week, and I left out of Riviera Beach as well as you, which is outside of West Palm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people flying in, you can fly into PBI, uh, mm-hmm. which is that's the airport code, or you can fly into Fort Lauderdale, which is is that about an hour away? 
45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So that's, it's a bigger travel. airport. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, the cost was much more when I went and we were there all week, which gave us more chances for photography and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I like the idea of a two-day trip. I mean, that uh, that just sounds like just fun. Like, get out there, have this amazing experience, and come back. Yeah, um, and for a local person, you know, it's ideal. You can go on out there, and it's almost like just a local dive. You go out, yeah. you come back the next day, and you're not gone for any real length of time. Uh, now, how do you tip on that, on the 820? Do you tip 20% or 15% or 10% of your total costs? You know, it's funny. Um, when I asked Lee what the tip should be, she says, Tom, I'm not really comfortable with uh, saying that, so just tip whatever you want. So uh, there are no hard and fast rules. Um, you know, you want, if you go out for an $80 dive, you might leave a $20 tip for a regular two tank dive. Of course, this is going to be a little bit more and right. uh, you can leave, leave anywhere from 10 to 20% tip, but, uh, you know, nobody asks any questions or, you know, uh, shames you into anything. So mm-hmm. it's basically, you know, it's up to you. Right. Now for your 820, did that include your hotel stay? No, uh, the hotel stay uh, was separate, and it was about eighty dollars, I think. Okay. And then we paid uh, also, um, uh, you know, for the meal, which I might have, I might have, you know, had a steak or some nice. Oh, I think I had some uh, wahoo, really great uh, eating mm-hmm. fish, and I must have paid twenty twenty five dollars with the tip. And okay. then you had a couple of beers, and you know, I mean, it was just a very nice, relaxed evening. And, sure. um, you know, she, she, um, uh, buddies you up. So you're sharing a room with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you share, you know, you shared with your dive buddy. And so you, you know, you, uh, uh, you save money that way. And so she tries to make it uh, very uh, cost effective. If you go out with Jim Abernathy, you can do a two uh, uh, and do a liveaboard. You can do a two day, three night trip for about a little over $1,600. Or you can do the six di- six day seven night trip and spend, you know, a little over three thousand dollars. Right. Uh, right. Or there's a nine day ten night best of the Bahamas trip for about four thousand. So Uh-oh. he has lots of different um, options on his uh, scubaadventures.com site. And I understand that uh, a local operator um, called uh, um, Calypso is going to start doing them. So. You know, it's like everything, you know, once something becomes, uh, you know, successful and gains notoriety, before you know it, you see several other, several other operators out there. And the funny thing is, you know, the local operators coming out of, uh, you know, Bahama, Grand Bahama, they would love to put restrictions on people coming from the mainland and charge them more money. And so, you know, like out on the water with these operators, it's, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, there's competition. <laughs> I won't mm-hmm. use piracy, but they can get pretty cutthroat, you know. Right. So, right. But everybody, for the most part, plays pretty nice out there, and uh, you know, it's a big area, so everybody sort of works together and they spread out. And the only problem is when you have three operators there in the general area at the right time, you you might, you know, have a hard time finding enough tigers to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one operator might gain all the tigers and then you might not have any 
So you have to figure out how you're going to timeshare with the Tigers. Now, as far as the gear that you brought, um, what type of wetsuit? I mean, the water's warm, uh, but did you do, did you have any skin showing? What mill were you wearing? Well, that's a good question. Uh, generally speaking, they want you not to wear bright colors, but, uh, you know, uh, contrary to uh, the uh, general uh, wisdom, I mean, Lee Cobb wears bright pink scuba pro fins, you know, they're mm-hmm. bright pink fins. But uh, the generally the operators, they want you to wear a hood and uh, dark clothes and uh, uh, gloves just so you don't have a lot of white colors showing so that a shark could mistake it, you know, for food because, mm-hmm. and you know, that may be an urban legend. I don't know, but that's generally the uh, direction that they, uh, they give to divers. So, you know, the water's warm. You could probably wear a skin. I always wear uh, generally a three mil wetsuit when I dive just for protection um, gloves and then a, then a, you know, a hood. Uh-huh. Now, if someone doesn't have that gear, um, I've always gone to Pura Vida divers in Rivera Beach. But do you know if they're if the boats will rent that gear to the divers? Uh, I believe they will. Uh, with Lee, everybody expected you to have your own, you know, your own equipment, and we all did. And she sends out, you know, a list of directions telling you what you know to wear and what not to wear. Mm-hmm. And what you should expect. So people are pretty well briefed in advance what they're going to need before they go there. So um, that's generally how it is. I don't think you have too many people showing up that haven't been, you know, thoroughly briefed. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't mm-hmm. be wise for somebody to show up from a different, you know, different state or out of town or something like that without, you know, gear, without having, you know, fully researched the fact that they're going to be diving with tiger sharks out of, you know, right. Bombs, you know? Right, so, right. Yeah. As far as time to go, you went in the winter. I went in the fall. Do you know the preferred months uh, for someone to dive Tiger Beach? Generally speaking, as I understand it, uh, you know, they more, they're more in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And the winter and spring, because you want to go out there when the weather is, you know, weather is good. And, um, and of course, in the wintertime, you're, you're going to, there's a greater likelihood of hammerheads. Yeah. Which will the case. Um, because the hammerheads like the cooler water and they don't like the warm water. So when it, when it cools down a little bit, the hammerheads will come down here into the area to hunt for their favorite food, stingrays. And so that broad, um, that broad uh, hammer on their head, uh, is, you know, is very sensitive and they can actually sense a stingray that's buried in the sand. And so they love to eat them. So. That's what draws the hammerheads. And it's generally speaking the same for uh, the tigers as, as well. There's, they seem to you know, come more in the wintertime uh-huh. than in the summer. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's great to know, um, especially as I would love to play another trip back out there and for our listeners. And, and then what would you say for our camera enthusiasts out there? Um, any tips for capturing uh, the tigers and lemons and potential hammerheads underwater? Sure. Uh, wide angle is good. And uh, I happen to uh, shoot with an Olympus OMD EM1 Mark II, not a cam housing. And one of the most 
you know, one of the premier shark divers, um, Tanya Halpermans, she has my same camera and the only lens she uses is an eight millimeter fisheye lens. So, uh, particularly for, um, tiger beach, you know, for shooting tigers, I would go with the fisheye lens. Uh, although, you know, there were people on the boat that day with nothing but GoPro. So, you know, you bring what you have. Um, uh, but the rest of us that were on that particular trip had, uh, uh, you know, cameras with not a cam houses and, uh, housings and, uh, wide angles. So that's, uh, that's what I would, um, you know, that's, that's what I was told to, to bring. And as a matter of fact, all my, you know, t- shark, tiger shark or all my shark pictures are done with the, uh, the fisheye lens. Cause you can get closer and, um, uh, you know, you get that wide angle shot and of course you can crop a little bit, but at, uh, tiger sharks, you know, when they come in relatively close, they're big. And so it's, uh, sometimes kind of hard to get the whole shark in the picture. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen, and, uh, uh, friends of mine who have a, uh, a Sony, you know, 100 F 100 or Sony 100 small camera. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, generally a wet lens that, you know, brings it into a, you know, a wide angle. So, um, uh, the best out there say use, uh, fisheye lenses for, uh, uh, doing tiger sharks cause they're up close. And, um, you know, when they backed away, you can get, uh, a broader, uh, field of view. The water's so clear. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find you need a red filter or anything like that? No, absolutely not. Because, um, you know, the water is that clear. And if you have a regular camera, uh, you're going to be using your strobes. And of course I would always recommend strobes, uh, for, for, uh, you know, shooting the sharks and, um, uh, you know, I, 25 feet, there really isn't a, a need to use, uh, red filters. I would imagine that, you know, like on a GoPro, a red filter at 25 feet would, you know, almost give a pink cast to the, right. to the water. Right. Yes. And nowadays with um, uh, the editing software like Lightroom and everything, it's gotten so good just with a couple of little techniques, you know, you can completely correct for uh, uh, any color, you know, deficiency that you, that you might have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what tips do you have for our listeners uh, who might feel uneasy uh, around tiger sharks, but they want to do this trip? How should they mentally prepare? Well, that's a good question because, you know, despite the fact that I've done a lot of dives there, I was, you know, probably more uh, uneasy about it than most people for whatever reason. Um, So uh, the only thing I can say is that you have to understand that uh, tiger sharks are not like uh, predators. I mean, most of us come from the Jaws generation and, you know, right. a lot of people think that if you see a shark underwater, it's automatically just programmed. It's going to come up and bite you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not the case. So once you get into the water with these animals and you understand, especially the tigers, that they're actually, their their personalities are a lot different from, you know, like land animals, like tigers, real tigers and lions or, or you know, wolves uh, that, that, you know, hunt in packs and they will actually stalk you. Tiger sharks don't do that. You're, you're not their food, first of all. 
So uh, they don't view you as food. And secondly, their personalities are so different. So, you know, I would just say, go for it, get in the water. And then once you put your eyes on them and see them, and uh, you, you almost immediately understand that their personalities are different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, how big were the tiger sharks there uh, when you went? There was not one uh, when I was there that was probably under 12 feet. So there were yeah. all at least 12 to 15 feet. These <laughs> yeah. are big animals. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what yeah. makes it so thrilling, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And seven of them. Man, man, I only had five. Okay, but I thought five was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> You know, even seeing one is a big thrill. If you've never done one and you're in the right. water and you have one shark big like that swimming around, uh, you know, it's thrilling. And mm-hmm. I, I'll say this, that after a shark dive, dive a tiger shark dive, you're going to be more thrilled that you did that probably than just about any other dive that you will have an opportunity to do mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the adrenaline's there, you know, and the excitement factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it seriously was, it's been my most thrilling dives. We're, we're at Tiger Beach. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's exhilarating. It feels wild. You're there. And it's not a, this isn't a tourist trap. You know, this is not going to be advertised to just families vacationing in the Bahamas. Uh, this is this is the real deal, you know. You are out there with these big animals, and You're out there in the wild nature. Yeah, and I didn't see land when I was there. Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough. I mean, because you're about twenty miles from Grand Bahama. Did you? Could you see land from? Absolutely from not. Beach? I mean, Tiger yeah. Beach is off the west end of Grand Bahama Bank, and it is uh, completely out uh, of uh, land sight. So you're. You know, you're out in the big blue there, you know, and yeah. what's amazing is that, you know, you're so far out away from, you know, land or anything, but it's only, you know, it, it's a, it's a bank. And so it's only 25 feet deep. The water's yeah. clear. It's unpolluted. Um, and I mean, you are in, you are in their nature. That's, that's what makes it so thrilling. I mean, I think it would be, you know, I've never been on a safari, African safari, but it's, you know, the, the feeling is at least the same, probably more because you are, you know, you're out there in the wild. Yeah. You're not in a vehicle. And it is, it is beautiful. You know, the blue sky and the blue water and the clear water. And if you get a day when it's not, you know, when it's not choppy and it's just a magnificent experience, Mm -hmm. once you climb out of the water, you know, you know that you've done something really special by being down in the water with these animals in the wild and seeing them face to face and see how they're, they're, you know, relatively friendly. I mean, they're not aggressive and, uh, they swim around, they're gentle creatures and it's just, it's a remarkable experience. Well said, Tom. Well said. Uh, well, we are going to be showcasing your photos on experiences that you should have.com, um, as well as on our social media channels. Um, and so I, I love your photography. I absolutely love your photography. And um, and I actually learned about you last year um, when we did a Blue Heron Bridge episode. You, you came recommended for your photography. So, oh, Jura Vita, folks. 
Yes, yes. They're great, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. Yeah. They are wonderful. Um, Shana and so, Dean and their whole staff, they're just great people. It's a wonderful dog ab- operation. Absolutely, absolutely. So listeners out there, please go to the site. Check out these photos. They are magnificent. Um, and then hopefully some of you out there... Maybe you're in quarantine right now. Maybe you're not, but you might have a little extra time on your hands. So you can go work on that open water scuba certification and start planning this trip. Mm-hmm. And if you make the uh, plunge to go, just know that they're, you know, you're going to be well taken care of and uh, go and enjoy yourself. It's a great uh, opportunity to do, you know, uh, if you only do it once in a lifetime, it's uh, a once in a lifetime uh, experience. And once you've done one, you're going to want to do it again and again. Absolutely. Well, Tom, I will let you know when I'm back in West Palm and uh, let's plan a Tiger Beach trip. Absolutely. Well, we'll do that and we'll do a Blue Heron Bridge and even a Blackwater again. Yes. Yes. You are speaking my language. Yeah, that's cool. See, you should be living down here in Florida. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I I know. And I lived in Florida. I did. And I love Florida diving. I'm I'm out here in Oregon, but um we do we do make it to Florida at least once a year. So I I will be back. Sure. And then when you do it makes it just that much more special. It is. It's very special. And I just savor every moment when I'm back there. Um so I I will see you I will see you in Florida. How about that? Okay. That sounds like a plan. It's great All talking right. to you, Gail, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to do some diving here this next year. All right. Uh, we'll just wait for some more travel restrictions to be lifted, and then we'll we'll see you soon. What could be safer than being in the water and the salt, you know? Well, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. You're welcome. It was an honor, Gail. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. Uh, We try to highlight really unique and fun experiences around the world. You know, many of them, we like to highlight the accessibility. um, And diving is something that I like to talk about um, as far as accessibility because uh, there is adaptive diving programs out there, uh, but... Not all boats are equipped for wheelchair uh, users, but maybe if you've got limited mobility and and if people can help you in the water, it, it is a way to experience uh, a new a new world. Um, so I just want to take a take a note on that. Also, if you are a diver, We've got lots of diving episodes on experiences that you should have. Please go through and look. Also, if you're new to the podcast, welcome, and please subscribe to the podcast. And if you are listening to the podcast on an Apple device, uh, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated for that five-star review. And again, just thank you guys for for coming and listening to the show. Uh, Please look for the show notes on experiencesyoushouldhave.com. We'll have Tom's photos there and a nice write-up of the interview. And uh, please follow us on Instagram, Experiences Podcast. We're also on Twitter, uh, Facebook. We're, We're on the things. Find us there. 
And if you have a really cool experience that you'd like to share, uh, send us a note. Come be on the show. We are always looking for uh, fun and unique experiences around the world. So I hope everyone is staying safe out there and until our next adventure. <laughs>